Hello, and welcome to Home Education Today podcast. I'm your host, Chauncey Lynn Childs, and on this podcast, we talk about challenges, concerns, and joys of providing a first-class education for our children at home. We also discuss methods and experiences with successful home educators, give a voice to concerned public school teachers, and anything else that strengthens our ability to teach and guide and direct our kids as autonomous, empowered, and joyful parents. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I have something that I'd like to say to teachers today, because uh, there's some stuff going on right now that just kind of breaks my heart. And um, I've, I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Both my parents were public school teachers, and I have a lot of family members and friends that are public school teachers. And um, my dad was, uh, he was a very beloved sixth grade teacher. I still get messages from some of his students <laughs> many years later who say that he was their favorite teacher. Um, he went into administration when I was in, going into high school. We moved up to the Alaskan bush where he was a principal of a K through 12 school there, a couple of different schools. Um, my mom was a, a lower elementary education teacher and also special reading teachers, they used to call it. And uh, they, they dedicated their lives. They were, this was their, they retired, both retired from teaching in their, in their uh, mid fifties. Um, and I can tell you that if they were alive today, they would be rolling over in their graves. I mean, when I took my kids out 25 years ago from uh, the public education system, they were not in favor of it. They felt that I was uh, going to ruin my kids <laughs> and I was going to, uh, there was no way that I could teach. Uh, I had five children at the time I was pregnant with my sixth, um, that I could possibly meet the educational needs of, you know, five or six children and, and, uh, and the truth was, I couldn't. Um, that's the thing that I learned pretty quickly. But that's for another video. <laughs> In any case, I, I feel confident that I can, I can comment on the, the joys and the frustrations and the challenges that, that you know, most teachers are up against under normal circumstances. Um, because I was exposed to it all my life. The truth is, I, I really feel for the teachers today. I, I do um, a fair amount of reading every day um, on, you know, Facebook pages uh, dedicated to teachers, and I hear what their pain points are. I hear what they're going through. Uh, there's, you know, any number of resignation letters circulating the internet of teachers that have left the profession and telling us exactly what the problems are and why they're leaving. Um, teachers are in the crosshairs of uh, every every group there. It's administrators, parents, school boards, um, other teachers, kids. Nobody is being very kind to teachers these days. And I, I truly do feel for them because they are an amazing group. Teachers give their hearts. They go into education to change lives, to make a difference in the world. The, the problem is that in article after article that I read, 
And looking at the statistics, kids are just not getting a lot out of school. And that isn't the fault of the teachers. It's the fault of the system, okay? And increasingly, teachers don't wanna be there either. Teachers are leaving the profession in, grow, in droves. So what is, what is the point of propping up the system that is not serving anybody? Anybody, but really a few of, of the cream of the crop kind of kids that have a ton of parental support and are supplementing their children's educations. That's who's being served here. It's certainly not the poor. It's certainly not the disadvantaged. It's certainly not the kids that need extra help. It's certainly not the really gifted kids. It's really just the middle of the road kids whose parents are really involved and really seeing to it that their children are prepared for life. And that is a tiny little segment of our population. And yet we put tremendous resources and expectation upon a system that simply cannot deliver. It can't deliver in the 21st century. It hasn't been delivering for decades. You might ask, why, why is this happening? What has changed? I'll tell you what has changed. Back in the 70s, 70s and 80s, our system decided that it was much more important to acquire skills and much less important to acquire knowledge. What does that mean? How does that translate? Well, I, I think I probably mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. When your child goes to school, they obtain certain skills and the skills are all obedience-based, right? They're, they're, we have behavioral skills that they acquire. It's how to sit in your chair quietly, how to respond to the teacher when he, call, when he or she calls upon you, uh, how to raise your hand and not respond unless you're called upon, how to get in a straight line and march to the lunchroom, um, how to fill out assignments on time, how to put your name at the top of the paper. Those are, you know, those are behavioral skills that your child is obtaining at school. Uh, then they obtain other skills such as how to do addition facts, how to do subtraction facts, how to write a sentence, how to read a book, how to sound out words, um, how to write a cursive. Um, they, they learn the skill of taking part in a discussion. Some of these things are not bad. Uh, they're just simply disconnected from any knowledge that your child may need to have to know why they're doing it or how it fits into the bigger picture. And as a result, it becomes very dull. It becomes dumbed down because a bunch of kids sit there and they don't want to do it because it has no meaning for them. So acquiring, acquiring skills has crippled the progress of, of American education. Knowledge-based, on the other hand, begins with filling your child's mind with, un, with ideas, concepts, um, using facts and figures to in real life situations, right? And in ways that are of interest to that child. Simply rote learning of things is skill-based. Knowledge-based is beginning with helping your child understand how those facts and figures fit into their life and how they can be meaningful to them and discovering how to acquire those things in ways that are meaningful to them. So everything that I read 
about teachers these days, and I'm sure that it's still not the majority, although if you look at that poll by the NEA, maybe it is. Teachers are just burning out and they're just done. They're walking away and they're looking for a whole new profession for themselves. So let me give you teachers some hope. Let me tell you what we're trying to do for you. What if, what if you could set your own hours? What if you could teach only what you want to teach? What if you could teach it in the way that you want to teach it? It, you don't have to conform to standards. You, you can, unless you want to specialize in that, because a lot of, um, a lot of states still have, you know, compulsory testing and so forth. And kids need help in prepping that. So maybe that's something that you enjoy and you want to do. That's perfectly fine. What if you could teach only the grades that you want to teach? What if you only could only teach to ch kids that were truly engaged? Um, and that, what if you could write your own curriculum? What would that be like if you could, if you just knew there was a better way to teach math, a better way to teach history? What if you want to teach? What if you have a whole group of people that want you to teach their kids CRT? <laughs> Go ahead, you know, but you could do it on your own time. In fact, if you wanted to sit on a beach, if you wanted to take a trip to Paris and teach children about the French Revolution, do it that way. Wouldn't that be amazing? And if you could, if you could make as uh, as good or much better living than you are making right now, I would think that if that were a reality, that most teachers would embrace it. What if you could fashion a program where you were in person with a with a group of kids or or a child or a few children, a family, uh, part time? You were online part time. Or maybe you want to be fully uh, in person with child or fully online. What if you wanted to form your own private school, your own community private school, like the one room schools that they, they used to have that really made America a highly literate society. There are so many possibilities. What if you, what if you don't really need the money or you wanted to open up a classroom to uh, disadvantaged kids uh, just to teach them because you're such a servant um, and you don't, you don't necessarily need the, need the money. Maybe you already have a good pension from, from teaching as a career teacher. Um, what if you wanted to teach a group of kids in an emerging country um, about America online. Maybe you went over there to see them two or three times a year and training other teachers. Can you see the possibilities of education if we just got outside the box a little bit and thought about how we could truly innovate and create amazing opportunities, not only for teachers, but for kids and for families. I know that there is a really steep learning curve with these kinds of thoughts. And a lot of people think, oh, if we, you know, if we do away with the public system, we're gonna end up, you know, with a whole bunch of kids that don't have anything at all. They're not safe at home. They're not getting fed at home. Parents are drug addicted, yada, yada, yada. 
friends, these problems will be tackled. They, but we can't do anything until we get, get two things happening. The first is we have to get rid of compulsory education laws. We have to upend, we have to undo the national compulsory education laws that began in Massachusetts in 1842, 43 or 45, whenever that is, early 1840s. They just, they need to be scrapped. And we need to give that power back to the parents and back to entrepreneurs that will that will change that will change these scenarios. It, it'll happen because everybody wants it to happen. And or we need to have school choice. We need to have the money that's already being taken from American taxpayers who are already paying for children that are not their own. People pay. People pay bonds uh, in local communities. People pay. Uh, their taxes, and that some of that goes to education. Those dollars need to follow the child and without strings, no strings attached. Uh, that power needs to be given back to the parents. In order to do that, we need to break the, we need to break the unions. To break the unions, teachers need to leave the system and parents need to bring their kids out of the system. So we have a very tall order in front of us, but we can do it. We're Americans. We are innovative, we are independent, we're assertive, and we can do it. This is the beginning of something great. I believe it. <clears throat> I feel the shift happening. And I think we're gonna we're gonna see amazing things happening in the next 10 or 20 years. I want to be part of it. I hope you want to be part of it. And I challenge you to think about it. Hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the very end. By listening to the entire podcast, you've proven yourself to be the kind of person that is forward thinking and you're concerned about our current culture. And you also believe that you can change the world. I believe that by having these simple discussions that we can really make a big difference in the world, really have an impact. And I hope that you'll share this information with others so that together we really can make a positive change.